set agreements and manage agreements. So it's very difficult to manage people. People are not really manageable, but agreements are manageable. And you can have agreements between two parties and manage those agreements. And that's really how you drive accountability, how you drive growth through actually executing on a vision and having that agreement. But you can't really have accountability until you have a vision. Is your current success putting a lot of demands on you? If you're good at what you do, and you are, then everyone wants you. But that's no way to scale. If you're delivering spectacular results, you should be commanding higher fees, working with only the best clients. Welcome to the Hands Off CEO Podcast, where world-class agency owners and consultants learn how to fully monetize their expertise and scale profits by doing less. Here's your host, Mandy Ellison. Hello, this is Mandy Ellison, host of the Hands Off CEO podcast. Today, we're going to be talking about the three roles of a CEO. So there are certain stages we get to where we're looking at, all right, I'm ready to take my business to the next level. I know what I need to do is really step into more being the CEO, move from working in the business to be working more on the business. You know, these are some cliches we hear, but like, how do you actually do that? And what does your job look like as you actually start working more on the business and as you're transitioning to that? Well, what we have are five exits that we walk our clients through to be able to help them go from exiting different pieces of the day-to-day. And that's really the the part where the team takes over. This is just kind of a big picture. We're not going to be talking about that today, but I just wanted to share that because there are five exits to walk through to become more and more hands-off in the business and to whatever exit you want to get to. It's really based on where you want to get to in your business, your goals. If you want to be able to sell your company, you want to go through all five exits. If you want to get to a place where the company can just run without you, but you're really the one driving growth, exit one and two, we get our clients through exit one and two, the client management and project management and also operations management. Those first two exits in the first year working with us. And then after that, you know, it's about scaling growth and then getting yourself out of the day-to-day with those things and also scaling strategy. And then exit five to actually remove yourself as the key CEO in the company. You can actually remove yourself completely as you're putting in more leadership in place. So that's really just a real big picture of like we're walking through those exits. But but as we're doing that, we're starting to step into this role of being the CEO. So what does that actually look like? There are three main roles that a CEO, where they're primarily where their time should be spent to be able to maximize their time in the business and really the, the earning potential of the whole company. And these are things that really only the CEO can do and that make the difference between whether the company can grow tremendously and be able to find untapped market opportunities versus whether the the CEO is just fully working in the business like a job. And I mean, a CEO would be a pretty generous title for them because if you're in there day-to-day, that the person driving everything forward in the business, what you have is a job and the business really isn't a business. It's a high-paying job that can be very stressful at times. So how do we actually be able to step into that role and what does that look like? So onto the three main things. And this is actually something that we did a longer workshop on this with our CEOs and with their operations managers. So how we work is with our, we, we work with the CEOs, um, the pieces for, you know, how to become a hands-off CEO, how to keep on raising their profits, raising their fees, you know, doing those things that are actually strategically going to help the business grow. And then also, you know, the operators, most of our CEOs, I mean, they didn't go get an MBA. Actually, some of them have, but 
they might not know exactly what their operator should be doing. And even the ones who do know don't have time to actually train them. So that's one thing that we do is we train the operator. So anyway, we have these two groups of people in our workshop that we were leading today. This is a shorter version of what we went through in this workshop together with them. So I'm going to go over these three things. First of all, the three jobs of the CEO are vision, accountability, and support. What does that actually mean? So vision is actually a really big one. The vision encompasses the growth strategy, the growth strategy that includes the why, where are you going? What's the culture? What's the mission? You really defining that. And as a CEO, that really needs to come from you. And I really having a vision for each part of the business. So we want to look at starting at the end of the mind. How is this business a vehicle for what you desire? And how are you using this business to really build wealth and fund your retirement, fund your lifestyle right now, and looking at where you want to get to and why? A vision around marketing and sales. So who's that client and what do they look like? What do they need? And what's the strategy for reaching them? How many do you need to reach out to them to hit those goals? That vision around marketing and sales and a vision around your team. So how does the team support the business? What does your ideal team structure look like? Part of that is the culture here too, right? So how does being part of the business accelerate their own goals and really bless their life? So we always want to be looking at how can you be able to accomplish your goals by helping other people accomplish their goals first? You know, what is the overall impact, the vision for the impact? How does the business and your work impact communities, your team, your clients, the world? So really looking at that's where a big piece of the vision comes from. The other part of the vision is enrolling others in your vision. So expanding the vision and inspiring others to really take action because they want to, not because they're forced to. Expanding the vision and articulating the vision. This is one of the things that we spend a lot of time at our retreats and creating these really unique experiences, which I'll tell you more about after we have the retreat. We have a retreat next month in October. This may have aired by that time too, but I don't want to spoil it for our clients who it's going, it's going to be a surprise to. They don't know exactly all the things that are there, but we have some really unique exercises that are going to help expand the way they see the world, the way they see themselves, the way they see their business and they walk away a different person. And as CEOs, one of the biggest movers that we can make is really expanding ourselves, what we think is possible. And every time we do that, our business can grow, our business can elevate. The kinds of things that come from that are being able to see a different way of approaching a different kind of client, the same kind of client, charging twice as much, three times as much, four times as much. And that comes back to part of it comes to the strategy. But here's the thing is, is like you being able to see it and believe it's possible is the most important thing. And then having something that's exciting to you that, you know, you can enroll your team in. So, and the third piece of this, besides the, the growth strategy that we've talked about all the different areas of the visioning, enrolling others in your vision, enrollment skills really are one of the most important things to learn as a CEO. Enrollment is really how you influence other people, how you move people. It comes into sales. It comes into building up your team. It comes into enrolling your clients and being excited enough to be able to support you in the work that you're doing with them so that they're cooperative, so that you can get the best results. Enrollment is a great way of being able to support other people in making progress that they want in, in their life. And at the same time, it being aligned with the progress that you want to make in the business too. So we always want to look for that win-win. The third piece is adopting a visioneer mindset, a third piece of vision. So this visioneer mindset, so what this means is visioning and 
ear visioneer, like the engineering. So it's visioning and engineering. So all together in one word, what that really means is looking ahead and thinking about things in a different way and not just pie in the sky. Like a vision is just oftentimes you think about just sitting around thinking and, and dreaming. I'm talking about the dreaming and then combining it and actually putting it into action. And that's what the word visioneer is that we've coined. So that visionary mindset, what that looks like is expanding what you know and seeing as possible to really expand your business. And I mentioned some of that already and, and some of the ways that we always look at doing that, pushing ourselves out of our comfort zone, getting into different experiences and really stepping out. And by the way, that doesn't happen when you're sitting there working in your business at the office, does it? So we really need space. And one of the things that we really recommend that our CEOs do is to really have one CEO day during the week and three forward facing days, and then having four days off. What that does is it gives you a lot of space, gives you an ability to keep growing your company in a way that you don't burn out and that you can can work on the most important things on that CEO day. And not everybody can make that happen right away, but it's a vision that we set for our clients. And we like to see them do that as soon as is possible and reasonable in their business as they're staffing up, right? So also visionary mindset is about expanding the vision, letting go, innovating. The other thing about this is another point about the space is that you have to be present and in the moment to really be able to see opportunities. And I know that sounds counterintuitive a bit because when we're looking at opportunities, we're looking at the future. But if you can't actually sit in the moment and actually observe what is going around you, you won't be able to see the patterns. You won't be able to read what is going on around you to be able to actually look at the data points and say, ooh, look, these are trends that I'm seeing. This is where we're, we're going. This is where the industry is going. This is an un- unmet need in the market. And those unmet needs are really where there is just a gold mine of opportunities. And those are the things that we're constantly helping our clients be able to expand the way that they're thinking. And to our point about the visioning, we actually walk them through this process that helps them to really clearly articulate on that one soulmate client, that profit sweet spot client, that really painful problem that they have and the outcome that you can actually deliver them. I didn't say, I didn't say deliverable. I said outcome. So the outcome that they actually care about. And that is a way that we can look at expanding a vision of what's possible. And in doing that, just this past week, we see a client who's been with us for a number of years and he keeps up leveling what's possible in this company. He's like, you know what? We're at the top of our fees. We can't go anymore. I'm like, oh, no, no, no. There's lots more here. Let's work this and see what else you can do. I could see for him that there was at least twice as much as that what he saw as possible and take this into consideration. You know, he was already charging $8,000 a month. This was not a bad fee for his agency, but we could see much bigger outcome for him. And he was able to go and increase his fees from this mindset shift that he had. And just from doing that, it more than doubled his profit ongoing with these clients. It's, this is literally going to be adding millions of dollars to his business moving forward. So that's just kind of an example of how being present to see opportunities and having the space and time to do that. So second piece is accountability. Now, accountability, really, this is a big one. And it was so interesting because as we were going through these three roles, these visioning, accountability, and support, we asked our CEOs, which one do you feel like you're strongest in? And it was a mix between vision and support. And not one person said accountability was their strong point. When we asked what was, was their biggest opportunity for 
improvement. Obviously, everybody said accountability. So it's interesting because there's a lot of mindset shifts. There's a lot of head trash that can come into accountability. And like, what does it mean to hold people accountable? I like to look at it a little bit different way because you can hold people accountable or what you can do is set agreements and manage agreements. So it's very difficult to manage people. People are not really manageable, but agreements are manageable. And you can have agreements between two parties and manage those agreements. And that's really how you drive accountability, how you drive growth through actually executing on a vision and having that agreement. But you can't really have accountability until you have a vision, until you've worked through some of those pieces, those different parts of the vision that we talked about already. But when you do that, that's when you can be putting in place some key metrics and having a scorecard that you can all manage to. What that does is really unlocks for you a new level of productivity. And a CEO productivity is not defined by what the CEO can do. It's not defined by what they can actually do with their time. But the CEO productivity is actually defined by getting work done through other people. And really how that's done is at a basic level, setting and managing agreements, some examples of some agreements, annual, quarterly plans, and having clear objective and goals for each one of those pieces and assigning ownership. KPIs is another example of that. But this is also, by the way, if you've heard the book Traction, if you've heard of EOS, Entrepreneur Operating System, this is what that book basically is. It's it's the structure and the foundation for operating your business based on agreements. That's really what it is. And there's some really great tools in there, but just as something to be aware of, that model is has been built for companies that are three to five million plus. So if your company is below that, you certainly read the book, learn some things from it and look at the tools that can immediately make an impact right away. But don't put all the time and energy into trying to implement all of that. When we see companies do that before they're ready, what we find is that they're spending all their time focusing on the wrong things. And the right things, if, if you're under that level, is to really expand your vision and yes, and install some pieces for accountability, but just the right ones on a more simplistic level. And also be focusing on how do you continue to expand what's possible for the results that you can get for your clients, the offers that you could be selling. How do you drive up those price points in a way that your clients are really excited about paying them? And you can attract in clients that are willing to pay way more. And that will drive the needle a lot more in your business than to like have this beautifully neat packaged business where everything is over-engineered, basically. That's the right word for it. Oh, it's over-engineered. And when I see a company that's below that level and they're, they have implemented it to the nines and they're having challenges with cash flow, maybe they're not growing as fast as they want. It's definitely because they're not focusing on the right things and that they got lost in the details of that because it was a safe place to play business house, basically. (laughs) Just a word of warning on that. But I will say that Traction and EOS has been a huge gift for small business world. They just had such a difficult time creating execution, driving a vision forward without the CEO. So it's just been incredible to see what has been possible for that. But I don't agree with everything on that. I don't agree with the integrator role. I think it's way too much responsibility. We look at an operations manager, I think is a much better role and having it is set aside with, with also a, a CFO or a fractional CFO. That's just very quick. I wanted just to share that. I don't agree with everything in it, but it's a, an integrator is great though. If you happen to be in a partnership and one person is more on the integrator and one's more on the visionary, I wouldn't recommend going out and get a partnership either. If you happen to have a partnership and it's working great, awesome. 
more often than not, it doesn't work out so well. Anyway, that's the one time where I think that it actually does work pretty well. And I'm also talking about companies under 5 million. So take that into consideration too. So, so that's accountability. Oh, one more piece on it is ensuring financial health of the business. Critical. Not only do you need to manage profitability, make sure you're making money, but you also need to make sure you have cash flow. One of my favorite tools for that is Profit First. Mike McCowitz wrote the book Profit First. It's great. I love it. I disagree with the perspective on not investing ahead of growth. I disagree with that at a certain stage, especially when you're when you're already established at a certain point, investing ahead when you have a good, clear growth strategy is a great idea. Otherwise, love that system profit first. And we have been using it at Hands Off CEO for like six years. I love it. All right. Third piece is support. So here's the thing. Now that you have the vision and you have the accountability, you also need to be able to support your team to actually execute the vision. So this includes training and providing the material support that they need to be successful. Zach on our team, he's our, our top operations expert. He talks about how, you know, you, if you wouldn't have, send out excellent, best trained army in the world out with broomsticks, that wouldn't be a very effective strategy. So are you giving them the material support that they need to be successful? That might be the staffing. That might be, and one of the key pieces of support that our clients, how they support their operations managers is the operations academy training that I've mentioned before. Those are just some examples of ways they can get training and support. So role-specific skill set training, there's mindset training, soft skills, attitude, assertiveness. That's a really important one when you have client-facing roles, customer service, and cultural training. When we look at a hands-off CEO, what's the hands-off CEO way? So one of the examples for that is spreading sunshine. So um, we support our team by also having the expectation that they're showing up and spreading sunshine with clients and with um, every other person that comes through our business, even people who are rude, it doesn't happen all that often, but sometimes it does. But also taking a stand for the treatment that you expect from your clients and everyone else who comes into your world, that that's the conduct that you expect, that they're spreading sunshine with your team as well. There's been examples where I have given pushback with people who've reached out to us and have been rude to our team. And if they're rude to our team, first, I might just investigate it like, hey, you know what? What did you mean by this? If it's blatant, it's just, they're dead to us. But it's important that your team also sees that you take a stand for them and for the environment that you want to create. And that's an example of supporting as well. So those are the three roles of a CEO. Vision, which includes the growth strategy and rolling others in the vision. Accountability. And part of this accountability, I didn't mention this too, the accountability for yourself. So before you go and try to hold anybody else accountable, before you hold other people accountable to an agreement, what agreements do you have with yourself? How are you actually showing up? And really the number one accountability you have is to drive growth. So, and this is a role that you need to be hands-on until you can prove, systematize, and delegate effectively. You are 100% responsible for that until then. Even if it feels like it's not an area you feel that confident about, it's still your responsibility. And that is like the, the number one reason why we will turn someone away who comes looking for support with our programs is if they're not willing to actually own driving growth. And the reason why is because it's kind of a mentality that they're just waiting for a savior to come and just take care of everything in their business. And the reality is, is that first of all, that's very expensive. The likelihood of someone actually being effective is very low. So the odds of being able to hire someone on your team and who actually can be able to bring that up to a level of high functioning is extremely low. It can be done for sure, 
If you have a really good offer already, it's actually not very difficult to do. But the companies that struggle with this actually tend to have a not so good offer. And when I say a not so good offer, it doesn't mean that what they're selling isn't great. It just means that the way that they're positioning their services, the way that their prospect sees them, it's not irresistible. It's not exciting. They have a hard time being able to tell the difference between what you're doing and another agency. Even if you feel like you guys are so special and you do things so different, the reality is, is that for us, after looking at well over a thousand different agency websites, about 90 plus percent of them look all the same. And your prospects have a really hard time telling the difference between that. So anyway, going off on a tangent, driving growth and being able to work out the pieces that you need to work out in order to drive growth, taking full responsibility for that until you've really dialed that in to a point where you can actually bring someone else on. So that is one of the most important things though, for you to be able to take responsibility for and accountability for. So again, vision, accountability, support. Those are your three roles, the CEO. If you are enjoying this podcast, I would love to hear from you. You can reach out to me. My direct email is mandy at handsoffceo.com, M-A-N-D-I at handsoffceo.com. If you're loving this also, it would be great if you could leave a review on iTunes or your favorite podcast player. We just would love to be able to get this out into the world and have more business owners be able to enjoy this and be able to benefit from this content we're sharing. Also, if you have any ideas for other episodes that you'd like for us to cover, reach out, let us know. If you're looking through this and you're saying, hey, you know what? It's really my time to step in to that next level. I'm ready to really become the CEO in my company. I'm ready to work on my business. I'm ready to really take things to a whole new level. I encourage you to reach out to us. Book a call with us. If you go to handsoffceo.com forward slash apply, you can apply to have a scalable growth diagnostic session and with one of our top advisors, it may be me, maybe one of our other advisors, but we'd love to just take a look at your business and see what possible where you could take things for really the next level in your company. So thanks for listening in. This is Mandy Ellison, host of the Hands Off CEO podcast, signing off. <laughs>